Good morning. As you can tell, we, uh, we're expanding our orchestra praise band, uh, so if you would like to join, uh, we're going to eventually have more people in the back, and so I'll, then I'll have to preach like this, and then... Okay, never mind, fine. You know, that's how you get into the sermon, I'm just saying. So we're glad that you're here. If you're watching on Zoom, we're glad that you're here. Looks like we're a little top-heavy. we got people over here, and, we, and then we got this section. Oh, by the way, before I mention, uh, before we get started, Bill Smith is here today. We, it is so good to see you, so we are so glad that you're back and that you're feeling good, and so uh, it's good to see you. So a couple of announcements uh, today. Uh, please donate individual wrapped candy and small egg size prizes for our church Easter egg hunt. Uh, the egg stuffing is Friday, April 15th. Egg hunt is Saturday, April 16th. Do we know a time? Time? Morning. Morning. So sometime in the morning of the April 16th, we're going to have an egg hunt. We will tell you more later. Okay, but, uh, and if you want to drop by uh, or drop off the eggs to my office uh, or any candy, please do so. Kitchen. kitchen. I'm sorry. I didn't know if it was kitchen or my office. I, okay, kitchen. Uh, mission support team. Uh, is going to be meeting this Tuesday at 6.30, uh, so please be there. Also, this is the last day uh, to get daffodils and tulips. Uh, Sharon, um, please see Sharon. Now, if you don't have the money, talk to her, but today's the last day. So, And Sharon's going to be in the back and after church, and we'll... Uh, be taking orders, so uh, please, uh, if you want to do that. Also, don't forget, uh, the clothing drive is going to be May 21st, so just a reminder, if you have summer or spring clothing to give away, please um, bring them to the church. There is a place in Fellowship Hall. As you come in on the right side of the classroom, in the back, uh, you can put the clothes. Uh, We have another... Uh, think Joyce, you want to make an announcement about Six Flags? Um, can so, someone give her a mic? I'm sorry. Yeah, Six. I mean, not Six okay. Flags. I'm Hershey Park. <laughs> I just, I just realized Six Flags. Yes, we're all going to Six Flags over Georgia. Uh, buses are going to meet here tomorrow. Uh, I, Hershey I need, Park. I need to know if there's any other people that want to volunteer to work at the Hershey Park this summer. It starts April the 1st. Uh, I'm sorry about the last minute notice, but I just got the notice myself this past week. Uh, it's $8 an hour this year for every hour you work that goes to the church you get a voucher sometimes it's more than one Uh, you have to wear certain clothes Uh, you give me your email address and your name and I send you the schedule when I get it and then you get back to me and let me know what days or hours you want to work Uh, If there's any questions, you can get back to me later today. I'm in the church directory. Uh, I think that's about it. Okay. So it's Hershey Park, not Six Flags. I'm just making sure we're not going to work at Six Flags. Okay. Yes, Tom. If I might just add a supplement to the daffodil... uh, Bob sale. We are short. Uh, we don't have our minimum, and so if anybody we will, could, meet, we'll, we will meet our minimum. If anybody will, will help with like flowers that hadn't decided, I would encourage you. Yes. 
Okay, any other announcements? Any others? Then let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we can come today to worship you. And so, Lord, everything that we do, may it please and honor you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. If you'll stand and sing along with us. with Hillsong and then Phil Wickham and um, so Brooke and her husband went to Phil Wickham's church and it's kind of like a sanctuary kind of like ours where you can just tell there's been generations that have um, all met and gathered and they said you know like just think about how many generations and how many thousands of hallelujahs have been sung in the church. And you know, it's not about a building. It's about the people that are in the building. Um, So if you guys just want to sing along with us.
seated. Wow, thank you for that last song. I, I, we were just talking about um, the history of this church in Sunday school and thinking about all of the people that have come before who had sung hallelujah, hallelujahs in this church, um, even before it was an EC church. The people's lives who came to know Christ. So thank you, praise team, for that. As we come to this time of prayer, I want to lift up uh, Kirk Messner's uh, mom. Uh, she is in hospice. Uh, her name is Peggy. So 
we will pray for, for Kirk, mom, mom. Uh, any other prayer concerns? Uh, well, I, I do have a praise. Bill's, Bill's here. So I want to make sure that I, I let everyone know that you're here and you're walking really well. Uh, yes, sir. Hold on. The, he, a mic's coming to you. Well, okay. Uh, Donna's really feeling bad that she can't walk right today and she just stayed home. So she ain't feeling too bad. She's feeling bad. Yep. Okay. And I got ulcers in my mouth that won't go away. Thanks. Okay, Ron, we're, we're praying for Donna and for you for, for healing. Yes. Uh, my best friend messaged me yesterday about her aunt, Pat, who is in the hospital and going into hospice, has multiple things going on, so just praying for peace for them. Okay, we're praying for your friend's aunt. Uh, her name's Pat, uh, and she's in hospice. We'll be praying for that. Any others? I want to thank everybody for their prayers and for their cards during my illness. Thank you very much. Okay. I want to also lift up Nisi. Um, uh, Nisi's uh, blood sugar went very high this week, and she was in ICU, and so she's now in a regular room, and so we're praying for for Nisi uh, and for Kevin. And Orville, it is good to see you and Thelma here uh, today in church. And uh, Arvel, I'll be expecting that tip after you leave today. Okay. I held the door for them, and he said, I'm not going to give you a tip, but I will on the way out. I think that's what you said. Something about a check. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, it is good to see. Any other prayer concern? Um, okay, Carolyn? And then I'll come up to you, Amy. Um, So my nan finished her chemo and radiation uh, this past week, and they're very optimistic on um, how it's all going. Um, She's been going in because her fluids have been really low and she's dehydrated, which is normal. Um, But we have to wait about three months to get her MRI done, and then we can officially take a big sigh of relief that her cancer is gone, but we're still believing um, that it's, she's completely healed. So, Okay, well, we'll, <clears throat> we'll play, <clears throat> pray for, for Nan um, and pray that her cancer treatments are, are done. Amy, you had something from Zoom? Sure. Um, from Zoom, Jim Rothline just requests prayer for wisdom as he's starting a new relationship. Okay. Well, Jim, we will be praying for for that. Any other prayer concerns? Oh. I ask for your continued prayer that God's will be done as we go through the process of selecting our next pastor. Thank you. Okay. We will continue. Any other any other prayer concerns? Uh, let's keep in mind um, those in the Ukraine. Uh, I had gotten an update from Ken. It was kind of lengthy, but um, you know it's hard for Ken, who who was a missionary in the Ukraine, to see all the things that are going on and yet not there, and so um, and to hear about people dying and. Uh, Kathy's cousin, Audra, um, also was knowing of people who had died, and it's hard. Uh, We're still praying for Oleg, who is still in the Ukraine, uh, trying to help uh, other missionaries, so we pray for his safety. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, our hearts are heavy at the evil that we see in this world. 
And like so many times before, we ask, where are you? We see the pain, we see the suffering. We see war, we see disease, we see cancer. And we wonder. And yet we know that right now you're at work. You're doing things that we have no idea what you're doing. But we know it's for your will, for your plan. And you have asked us to trust you, and Lord, help us in that belief. We were not there at the beginning of time when you created everything. So we know, we know that you're at work. Forgive us when we have doubted. But Lord, we do at this day pray for those in the Ukraine. We pray for this conflict to end before it escalates further. Lord, we pray for our own members today, those that are hurting, those that are sick, for our family members and friends who are going through a difficult time, whether it's to say goodbye to a loved one or to a friend. Lord, we ask for your mercy and your peace in their lives. Lord, we thank you for the miracles that we see, for friends that have come back here to worship after an illness and or just a time away, Lord, what a praise it is to see them again, to rejoice and to sing your hallelujahs. Lord, we pray for healing. We pray for wisdom. We pray for guidance. Lord, we pray for the next pastor that comes here, for their family. We pray for this congregation as it goes through a change. And Lord, we ask your blessings upon Kathy and I as we answer your call. Lord, we lift up our concerns. We lift up our praises. And Lord, we pray all of this in Christ's most holy name. Amen.
Our scripture reading is from Psalm 32. What joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sin to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord. And you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Amen. So this morning as we're going through um, our message of, of repenting, of lament, repent, and anticipate, we're now we're in that section of to repent and what that actually means. And what uh, more, more important story or one of the best stories to talk about forgiveness comes from Psalms 32, where David has been caught. So I, I do want to ask a question. How many of you accidentally gone, have gone up the wrong way on a one-way street? And isn't it exhilarating <laughs> as you're doing this and suddenly people wanted to wave to you, honk at you, Saying, have a good day. Well, not really. But don't you get panicked? Now, one of my father-in-law, great man, who is now with Christ, we were in Dallas, and, and he went up the wrong way. And everyone else in the car panicked, and he's like, oh, there's a turn up here. He was calm under pressure. On the other hand, us, sometimes we go in the wrong direction and God is trying to tell us stop and we keep going. We don't see the warning signs until sometimes it's too late. So the day as we're getting into Psalms, we need to know the backstory from what happened. And it is found in 2 Samuel chapter 12. Now what had happened, before we get to that, is that David was up thinking or whatever on the roof. He sees Bathsheba, kind of falls in love immediately, asks her to come over, sleeps with her. She comes, becomes pregnant, so he sends for Uriah from the battle. Hey, come, come in, you've done a great job. Why don't you have uh, some time with your wife? Hopefully, in David's mind, to cover up his first sin. Uriah, being a man of honor, doesn't do that. He actually sleeps outside because if his men out on the battlefield can't come home, then why should he have that same ability? And so, David takes it one step further. He decides that Uriah needs to die. And so in the heat of battle, he gave his generals um, this order. Look, when you're at the height of the battle, make sure that Uriah is up front. And then when he's there, pull back. And then Uriah dies. And then after mourning, David marries Bathsheba and... She's with child, and so he thought sins is covered up. No one will know. Sometimes that's how we, we are. We think no one's going to know about our sin. But in Second Samuel, 
chapter 12, it, it goes like this. So the Lord sent Nathan, the prophet, to tell David this story. There were two men in a certain town. One was rich and one was poor. The rich man owned a great many sheep and cattle. The poor man owned nothing but one little lamb that he bought. He raised that little lamb and it grew up with his children. It ate from the man's own plate and drank from his cup. He cuddled it in his arms like a baby daughter. One day a guest arrived at home of the rich man, but instead of killing an animal from his own flock or herd, he took the poor man's lamb and killed it and prepared it for his guest. David was furious. As surely as the Lord lives, he vowed any man who would do such a thing deserves to die. He must repay four lambs to the poor man for the one he stole and, and for having no pity. Then Nathan said to David, you are that man. The Lord, the God of Israel, says, I anointed you king and saved you from the power of Saul. I gave you your master's house and his wives and the kingdom of Israel and Judah. And if that had not been enough, I would have given you much, much more. Why then have you despised the word of the Lord and done this horrible deed? For you have murdered Uriah the Hittite with the sword of the Amorites and stolen his wife. From this town, from this time on, your family will live by the sword because you have despised me by taking Uriah's wife to be your own. This is what the Lord says, because you have done what of what you have done, I will cause your household to rebel against you. I will give your wives to another man before your very eyes, and he will go to bed with them in public view. You did it secretly, but I will make this happen to you in the sight of all Israel. Then David confessed to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Hopefully it doesn't take a sign like that to tell us that we've done wrong. It doesn't take someone to come in to our lives to tell us, but sometimes we need that. We need someone to say, what were you doing? What were you thinking? But as Christians, when we do it, we do it out of truth and grace. We come up to someone and we tell them what's going on. Because once we've actually seen the sign or heard from someone, we actually then change. In fact, if we are to repent, it means that it's not just a, a bad feeling, we actually change. We have to change our perception. And sometimes it's another person or maybe it's the Holy Spirit and saying, please, you need to change. We feel regret. We ask for forgiveness. And then we have to do that 180 degrees change. We have to turn around and actually walk into a new direction. And I'm going to, so I'm going to go ahead and give uh, John and Jeff, uh, just to know that I'm not doing the uh, response and repentance after this, I'm doing it now. So I have to ask you a question, and I couldn't wait any longer until after, but I need to ask you this, why is it so hard for us to say we're sorry, to ask for forgiveness? Why is that? I'm asking you a question. So, if you, why is it so hard for us to ask for forgiveness? Because it shows our fault. It shows our fault. Mm. Anyone else? Pride. Pride, ego. Our strength. Our strength. 
So two things from Max Cato, and I've said this before, two things actually will keep us from God more than anything else. One is pride, and one is shame. Pride is because somehow we think we're too good, we won't get caught, and shame is how in the world can God forgive me? I mean, think about how often I've heard in my ministry someone coming up and saying, there's no way God can forgive me. I'm, I'm too bad. And I know these stories. I know to know the things I know, I know a lot. But I do know this. Every single person that has come to me, I've said, if God can forgive me, he can forgive you. But what about what I've done? It does not matter what you have done. God will forgive. And for us, we have to change. It can't be just a simple, I'm sorry, we have to change direction. God has to take control of us and actually shake us. And the reason why he disciplines us is because of this great love. I've told you this before, that I even struggled with my forgiveness. How in the world can God forgive me for all the things that I've done? And it wasn't until I became a father that I realized the great love that I have for my children. And if I have that great love for my children, how much more love does God have for me? And that my children, though they're not perfect, they got it from their mom. I'm sorry. I'm asking forgiveness in front of everyone. That won't do. Uh, Sharon, I'm going to need some more flowers. Uh, this time, roses. Just, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll give you money after. But whatever my children have done, who come up, I forgave them. Because I have to. This is the thing that in the Lord's Prayer... We have to. We say it. We say, God forgive us of our sin as we forgive others who sin against us. We don't have a choice in this. Actually, we do. We do have a choice. You don't, you don't have to ask for forgiveness and you don't need to forgive anyone. But let me tell you, your life is going to be miserable. Sometimes we need to go to one another and confess our sins and say, do you think the Lord can forgive me? Absolutely. Now, there are consequences to sin. Understand, the Lord forgave David. After everything that's happened, the Lord forgave David. David, but here were consequences from that. He did not take the consequences away. The child that Bathsheba and him have, that first son, died. And in return, his house was divided. His own son went to kill him. And understand, the Lord was still with David. And the Lord is still with you. Yes, there's consequences from sin. God won't take that away, but he will forgive that sin so that when we stand before him on that day, we're forgiven. David before he actually forgave, he, he was in agony. I mean, this was something on his heart and he needed to be confronted. So if you're confronted, do you apologize? Do you ask for forgiveness? 
Or you, do you continue on in that pride, that sinfulness, that stubbornness? One of the hardest things I, I growing up, that I, I wanted to make sure I changed, is I didn't hear my dad say I'm sorry that much of all the things he did. So I make, I make it a point that when I mess up to my children or to my wife, I'm quick to say I'm sorry. And it's not the one that I normally use. Kathy doesn't like this at all. But there have been times, I don't do this, but there have been times I looked at my wife and I said, honey, I'm sorry for anything that I've done in the past, anything that I'm going to do today, and anything in the future. Now, is, is that good enough? Thank you. Because that's part of the pride that we think, well, if, we, if I say I'm sorry, I'm going to be weak. Well, we find God when we're the weakest. All the things that are going on is to make us stronger. And sometimes we've, we've gotten so much and we're like, God, I cannot take it anymore. And yet the Lord is with us. Because we sometimes get too invested in this world, we don't think about the future. So, Ron Lutz, I'm going to ask you just one question. Where's your home? Think about it. Where's your home? Thank you. Okay, he pointed up. So it's in the attic. Uh, Heaven. That's our home. We're just passing through here. This is not our permanent home. We're longing for that home at one day, and, we, and we'll have it. The souls that we in, inside of us are safe. God has them, and no one on earth can take them. Ron and I will sometimes sit when we're having coffee and talk about, did you watch your stocks? And then I watch my stocks, and they're not going this way, are they? They're, they're going down. In fact, um, I think for the, the rest of Lent, I'm just going to give up looking because I just don't want to look anymore. And then God always tells me, well, that's my money to begin with. Oh. If God can take care of me now, God will take care of me in the future. So why do I worry about the stuff now? The Ukrainian Christians who are running for their lives are praying mightily, but even after the loss of everything, even their family, they're still saying that God is good. May we never go through that, to be tested like that. But for those Christians to continue to say God is good, then we need to be able to say, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me. And let me share that good news with others. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, it is hard when we look in the mirror and wonder how you could forgive us because you know what we have done. You've, we've tried to hide it from you, and yet you know. And so, Lord, we pray now that you forgive us. And that we change our direction. That we stop going down the path of materialism and things of this world and to stop and change directions to do things for your glory. To actually live for you daily.
to take up our cross daily, to be reminded of the great sacrifice that you gave through your son who took all of our sins away on the cross. So Lord, help us to repent and to change direction, to call out on to you any time, any place, and to praise you and to question, but Lord, always to love you. Hear our prayer, Lord. We pray this in Christ's most holy name. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, thank you for what happened at Calvary. Thank you for that forgiveness. And Lord, help us to change direction, to focus our lives, our very existence on the word, your word, to focus every day on Jesus Christ. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.